Golden West Radio now brings you the Lawn and Garden Journal. Get your questions ready. Our toll-free line is open at 1-800-374-3315. Now, here's your host, Carla Hersina, from St. Mary's Nursery and Garden Center. Good morning, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed a beautiful week. Wow, who could imagine the heat that we had this week and so many beautiful stories of people coming in and a lot of uh, connections with people saying that their gardens are still beautiful. I'm looking at some photos of people that have sent of morning glory still in bloom. Geraniums are just loving this weather and of course uh, in my garden I've got chives reseeded and coming up and little shows of lettuce coming up again. So it tells you the strength that plants have. And I have to say, just because the zucchinis are going again, my little rabbits in my backyard, I know we've had stories about them all summer, is I guess I'm thankful for them too as well. And I guess they're having a little bit of, uh, I guess, Thanksgiving weekend on my new zucchinis. So I'm willing to share a little bit for them. And that brings us to the thought that this is the weekend to be thankful. So please listen to the poem titled thanksgiving getting together to smile and rejoice and eating and laughing with folks of your choice and kissing the girls and declaring that they are growing more beautiful day after day chatting and bragging a bit with the men building the old family circle again living the wholesome of an old-fashioned cheer just for a while at the end of the year Greetings fly fast as the crowd through the door, and under the old roof we gather once more, just as we did when the youngsters were small. Mother's a bit grayer, that's all. Father's a bit older, but still ready to romp and laugh with all will. Here we are back at the table again, telling our stories as women and men. Bowed our heads for a moment in prayer, oh, but we're grateful and glad to be there, home from the east land and home from the west, home with the folks that are dearest and best. Out of the sham of the cities afar, we've come for a time to be just what we are. Here we talk of ourselves and be frank, forgetting position and station and rank. Give me the end of the year, and it's fun, when most of the planning and toiling is done. Bringing all wanderers home to the nest. Let me sit down with the ones I love best. Hear the old voices still ringing with song. See the old faces unblemished by wrong. See the old table with all of its chairs. And I'll put my soul in my thanksgiving prayers. And I must say, with all the nice weather that we've been having, what do we do? That's a question. Do we keep our gardens going? Do we start cleaning up some things? Are we thinking about Thanksgiving? And I should say Thanksgiving. And or there's soon around the corner there's Halloween and then there's holiday that's coming up with Christmas. So it's a whole collage of it. And I know that in in the greenhouse 
world and I have a lot of greenhouse family out there in the province so if you're in, close to your greenhouses if you're visiting there's a transition that's happening out there as we are still planting in this beautiful warm ground yes people are still planting because it's the opportunity where just think in the spring we have containers planted and we put into the cool slowly warming earth now in the fall you open that soil up and it is beautifully warm it's almost like you can plant the tree and shrub now and you feel the plants going ah this earth is so warm it gives you that advantage of going a year ahead of growth and that's also the time where you're thinking as uh questions are coming in is it okay to lift and divide my plants now there's opportunity where I know uh, my brothers and Brandon, he's slowly been increasing his gardens. So he lifts and he divides and he has a larger areas. And in the landscape world, balancing and moving some of the same varieties that you have into different locations gives you, gives your design sort of a, a balancing feel of it. So you're balancing the colors, you're balancing textures. So in the gardening world, there are so many different conversations to be talked about that's in there now we also there's the regime of tidying up and there's also the regime of everything that's going on I'm going to put the question out there have you started cleaning up have you started or is it the point where your gardens are still looking so good that you're wanting not to disrupt it you want to keep it going because there is that wow and that wonder to still see all these plants growing there's also opportunity to sort of say okay as some of the early spring or early summer plants are waning or yes some of them have succumbed to the weather and the heat that we've had all summer so the opportunity is let's get those out maybe there's some tulips to be had to put in there maybe a little bit of smidgen of alliums or it's the time to start amending and putting things to rest so I like always trying to do a little bit at least at this point, but at the same time, the plants that are still going and looking gorgeous at this time that give the landscape that fall sort of colored hue and texture to it are glorious. So there's a couple things that I like to leave alone, and it's my suggestion, is your ornamental grasses. Ornamental grasses are in their glory now, guys. Look at it. They're beautiful. They're swaying. Maybe a little much, too much with the high winds that we had. But these are beautifully textured. They give us motion in the garden. They give us texture in the garden. And believe it or not, they're going to catch the frost in the garden when it comes. And it's going to make everything such a beautiful sight. We're going to go right to the lines. Kathy's online. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Um, I have a question about asparagus. Sure. Uh, I read somewhere it doesn't like to be transplanted, and I have it at three places to see which one would be best. Now I like to move all of them to one place. When should I do that? Uh, I would probably start doing that now if you want to. Yeah. Uh, did you allow some of it to go to fern or uh, to the fern texture? They're all in fern, yeah. They're all in fern. Yeah, I would probably do that now. Uh, now, we have to consider that certain plants inserted roots on some category of plants always sink a little deeper than what we originally put them in so i might ask you how old is are the plants um well one place i have them uh for two years and the others uh, just this past uh, uh spring 
Okay, so it's not like digging up a plant that's been there, like a rhubarb that's been there for 15 years or a peony that's been there for a long period of time. No. They're, the roots are going to be probably very healthy. So make sure you sustainably get a, a large enough root ball around the roots of these plants because A, they radiate outwards and downwards quite a bit. So you want to get a nice healthy root ball when you do transplant it. Okay. Okay, and... I always endorse that whenever I want to move something or uh, reposition something or do a new planting, I like to put the labor into creating or getting my hole prepped first, and then my lift, my lifting portion of it is my my original root isn't up, laying on, exposed for a long period of time before I get it back in the ground. Oh, okay. Uh, do they like compost or anything like that? Yeah, you can add some compost back at this time, and... It's, uh, whereabouts are you calling from? Winnipeg. From Winnipeg. So we are very clay-based. So if it's not in a, a newly prepared garden, if you're digging a hole in an area that um, the, the ground hasn't been worked for a while, we're very clay-based. So yeah, when you dig, yeah, it's like, you know, two years later, it's like, knock, knock, you're on <laughs> hard clay again. Uh, so remove the clay and backfill with a good uh, either three-way, four-way mix, and you can definitely blend in some nice compost. Okay. Okay? Great. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And it is true because uh, even uh, if you're looking at uh, transplanting lilies, I'm not talking day, well, day lilies too. Their Their roots are so extensive. It's like crazy. But lilies, like the lily bulb, bulbs and the allium bulbs and tulip bulbs, once they're planted, a few years later, you'll maybe go in shallow and looking for them. But you know what? They've rested in nicely. They're going to be a little bit deeper down. So it's always the thing that you have to look for. All right? We are listening to the Lawn and Garden Journal, and it is Thanksgiving weekend. So not only are we maybe having an extra day with family and friends to celebrate, we have to also remember that uh, when you're out and about in your yards, you're looking at sort of the tasks that could be done. And I should give a little shout out that uh, we have not had a frost yet. So when we know that uh, tanglefoot and banding of the trees, you may still want to do a little bit of that so that you have a preventative measures of bugs that are getting up there. I think in the warmer weather too, it's a great time to get those tree guards on your trees, especially your cherries, your apple trees, for preventative measures against those voles and wascally rabbits. So let's just take a time to think about what can be done because it's nice to do it when the weather's warm and not too crispy. Let's go right to the lines. Mary is next. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Good morning. Where are you calling from this morning? Altona. Well, good morning, Altona. Yes. How can we help I, you? I want, would like to know, uh, uh, we have a potentilla. It looks good, but it is about 10 years at least at the same place. Would it be good to dig it up and divide it? Oh, with a potentilla? No. Because um, you're probably looking at uh, a pot. Okay, so... You know how there's so many names for plants in botany? So potentilla can be a shrub, or it can also be a perennial called cinquefoil. So is it the shrub, or is it a perennial? The shrub. Okay, it's the shrub. So when, uh, unless you have seen, because sometimes potentillas will have little offsets. I've seen it 
even on some of my old ones that I used to have, they used to spur over and I would get a little offset one that's growing off by itself. So if it's that's the case, yes. Like sometimes you'll get that with spireas too, where you'll find this little random guy growing three feet away from the other one. Yeah. You can lift. But if you're potent tillers, you can't necessarily split a shrub in half. No. Okay. Okay. So, but if so, it's getting, if it's getting, t- is it because it's getting too big in the area, or is it just overgrowing? No, or not? no, it's not none of that. It's just I would just like to know if it would benefit the plant if I would replant it. Uh, no, on that, what would benefit a potentilla? And potentillas are hardy as get out. They are just one yes. of those strong plants. I would say if it's ten years old. Have you ever pruned it? Oh, yes. We prune it often. Okay. Every year. That is the best thing you can do for it is, and feeding it, because if it's a bit in the garden for 10 years, the rooting system is going to be big and healthy. And if you've got a nice top, uh, if you've got a good foundation, the top always grows good. Regular feeding it or adding a little bit of compost in and sort of tilling it in the top three, four inches, just to open up that airspace around the roots would be beneficial. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for calling, Mary. Have a nice day. Yeah, you too. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. And you're welcome. Bye-bye. And potentillas, like I remember years ago, okay, I won't say how old I am, but years ago, we only had the yellow, the yellow potentillas. Did you know that you can get potentillas that are in whites and pinks and they're just beautiful and the texture? And here, just before we go to Jean, I just want to mention that with potentillas, if they get old and scrubby and have kind of gotten that direction, sometimes you see it when they're older and mature that they kind of have a lean to them. You can actually take these plants back quite hard on your pruning. Trust me, years ago, I had ones that were three or four feet tall, typically were leaning against, away from the fence, almost laying on the grass where my hubby was always going, what do we do with these? I keep mowing them over. Well, believe it or not, we cut these potentillas back to about eight inches off the ground that used to be three feet, and they were the most beautiful plants the next year and the year after that. So it's re-energized. Now listen, you cannot do this to every selection, but with potentillas, yes, it worked beautifully. So let's go to Jean. Jean is next on the line. Good morning, Jean. Good morning. Good morning. And where are you calling from this uh, Thanksgiving from, weekend? Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. When, well, it's a cloudy morning, but I think uh, it would be nice to get a little bit of moisture in the ground. So. Oh, sure. I'm just curious about uh, one thing about uh, Swiss chard. It's doing beautiful still. Uh, is there any advantage of leaving it in the ground over the winter? That's not going to hurt it, but would it possibly come from roots next year? No, I don't. It possibly not. That's on it because I don't think it's as that hard, tardy, like hardy that's in there. If anything, if it, if you did leave it there and it had a chance to go to seed, and the seed then came back, yeah, that would be more of a chance. But there's no sign of seed yet, so just wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah, I well, they have a very long growing span for I think for the seed germ, uh, seed portion of it to go on that. Yeah. So, chances are I don't think it would come back. Also, is it a good time to transplant some black raspberry? Yes, you can do your raspberries now. Okay. Yeah, perfect time. Just got to let you know I found uh, 
a sprout of an apple called Pink Lady in an apple one time. Beautiful sprout. Put it in the pot. It grew beautiful. Put it in the garden. It's now like about seven feet tall. Wow. So we have two, uh, two, uh, two actually. So we got one is doing fine and the other one's not doing so beautiful. Does it need some fertilizer this year? No well, blossoms or anything yet. It's, it's just a, a, an adventure. We're trying it out and it's about, oh, seven feet tall now. Wow. You know what? If, if one is struggling and one is not, yeah. always by fertilizing is going to help and amend most plants. But the most important thing right now, even for this winter, is we know that our water table is really low. Yeah. Uh, and we've had very little moisture. So fertilizing should have been stopped mid-August. So okay. whoever, uh, whoever's fertilizing, I'm going to give you a little tap tap on your hand and say stop. Let everything go into dormancy. Okay. So, but, Moisture is key right now, but first thing in the spring, as you start thing as trees and shrubs and perennials start waking up, mm-hmm. then uh, you know mid May you can start your fertilizing. It hasn't bloomed yet, so we're giving it another chance and see. It's about three, four years old now. Give it some time because some uh-huh. plants actually need a little bit of maturity, and only three or four years old. Yeah, that's fairly young for a tree. Okay, we'll see what happens by next year. Okay, I think that's about it. Then thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And hey, call yeah. us next year. Let us know what's uh, how things happen with that tree. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, real, I'm real curious okay. on that one. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we're gonna just go right back to lines, and it's gonna be a busy morning. Rita is next. Good morning, Rita. Good morning. Uh, I have a question about my hibiscus plant. It's about a foot tall. It's a gorgeous yellow with a red inner circle, if you can call it that. But it has only given me about three or four flowers this summer. I'm growing it on my deck uh, during the summer. Uh, What is causing the buds to drop? Okay, when you uh, get bud drop, it could be a number of different factors that are on there. So, like, uh, is it in full sun? Uh, Yes, it is in full sun on the deck. Okay, and do you have it in a pot that uh, has drainage holes in it? Yes, it does. Okay, because there's a few factors that will play basically on bud drop that's on it. And sometimes we see bud drop on orchids and hibiscus and other plants that are on there. And it's hard to believe that sometimes you think if we say it may be watering practices and and it's hard to sort of absorb that, if play on words there, (laughs) sorry. Mm -hmm. But sometimes watering regimes are a big factor in causing bud drop in some plants so it's getting to the point where if you allow the plants to dry out slightly between your waterings uh that's beneficial so that it's not constantly wet although hibiscus when it's grown in a soggier location gets used to that because hibiscus can be actually grown as a water plant too right in uh sometimes you get hibiscus varieties in um the pond area or pond plants so it just depends on how it starts off in its cycle of life. Now, temperature can also cause bud drop. So if there's a stress factor, and we know that this year, uh, I think we were all under the stress from having so much heat for such a long time. And we have to yeah. remember, 
Yeah, and just remember too, um, the combination of watering plus the heat may have been a combination of it because plants respire through their leaf structure. So when they're doing that, they're evaporating as much as they can and sometimes they don't have the enough draw for them to bring up the moisture that's that's leaving that they have to bring up as fast to replace it. So it could be a little bit of combination of both of those, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on it. Uh, just keep it going through the winter. It's, it's a rare one. Uh, like uh, I used to have a big tree one, a double red, and I moved into an apartment, so I couldn't keep this plant that was about five feet wide and six feet tall. Um, so I just have this much smaller plant now, and it it loses its leaves along the stems as well. So I'm wondering whether I can trim it down to, say, maybe 10 inches tall and see if it will come back with leaves along the, the uh, stems. Well, that, that, yeah, that would work. Now, here's the question, too. Is it, is it in its original pot or has it been transplanted? I think it's in its original pot. Okay. Now, yes, I believe so. Okay, before we set into deep dormancy, I would maybe suggest that if you wanted to do a little bit of uh, investigation, let it dry for a couple days because it's easier to pop a pot off when the soil has dried up a little bit that's on it. Mm-hmm. So if you lift yeah. it or if there's any signs of roots that are coming on the top surface of your soil or any near the drainage holes, because in some mm-hmm. instances, if plants get pot bound uh like very pot bound that could cause a little bit that's on there too as well you know Mm -hmm. so it's a good time that yes if you want to prune it if you're going to do a hard prune back i probably wouldn't transplant but if you want to leave it at the same state that it is now and go one to two inches bigger only on the size of your pot you would do that now oh yeah okay but just remember go go ahead it really looks spindly, you know, with just a little bunch of leaves at the top of these stems. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't it, want to throw it out. <laughs> okay. Well, if you have very little, if you have very little leaf on it, and it's more woody that's down below, definitely give yeah. it a pinch. But you need, if you cut it back, you need to pinch it back to the point that you still have leaves on that uh, plant. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All righty. Okay. Yeah, and give it as much bright light as you can. Yeah, it's in an east window right now, so uh, it should do okay there. Mind you, there is also a a heat register underneath that window. Yeah. Uh, Well, just remember, if the heat register that's underneath that window, too, is going to cause the drying factor, so frequent misting might help, too, as well. Okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're going to go right to lines. Ruth is next. Hi, Ruth. Hi, Carla. This is Ruth from La Riviere. Well, hello, honey. How is everything out at La Riviere? Oh, it's lost its color, I'm afraid. Well, you know what? You have a beautiful area out there. Uh, years and years ago, 
uh, I've got family out in uh, Gainesboro, Saskatchewan, out oh, yeah. that way. And uh, you know, it was back in the day when uh, the little name tag went on 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 the jacket, and off we went for the summer at Grandma's house. And we used to always go through your territory on the bus. And it was a. I must say, I enjoyed always the ride through when we get got through that territory. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was a, a little while ago, I'd say about two, two and a half weeks ago. It was just absolutely gorgeous, and our lawns are green like springtime. I know, isn't it? You know what? It is so beautiful. Like, we have to really be thankful for the long summer that we've had, and I love fall. The color is beautiful, but then, you know what? With the trees that are lost, have you ever sort of sat under a big, big tree with the leaves that are gone and just looked at the texture that all those branches give it that's beautiful too that's right yeah it is how can we help you today okay i planted a a cardinal vine okay and i have this beautiful vine with uh up my trellis but not i think i had two flowers what did i do wrong you had two different types of flowers or just only two flowers (laughs) only two flowers oh okay and there were and there were both cardinal, it was just the one cardinal vine that you put up there. That's right. Okay. So if you only had two blooms, we knew, okay, if we kind of do the investigation, we know that you had the blooming power. Now, did you ever get the bud sets and then the bud set never opened or you didn't even get bud sets? There was just those two buds. That was it. Hmm. Okay. So and I fertilized it. It had lots of sun, and it's interesting, my neighbor across the street, she planted morning glory, and she has nothing but vines and leaves, too. Hmm. Okay, so it's just like um, when we talk, I know that, uh, you know, it's kind of hard when you're, when I keep saying heat stress, heat stress, but heat stress pays a huge factor on a lot of plants, because the energy is in saving what there is. Okay. if it started flowering at a certain point and getting to that, there is that factor, that heat stress. And I don't know how, how often you fertilize, but the other portion of it, that is, if we over-fertilize, um, that could cause lush green growth, but it actually causes the fruiting and the flowering portion of it to slow down. Okay. So, so could would have been it have a, at any point have helped if I would have cut some of the greenery back? No, because A, if the heat was indeed the factor, the heat would have still kept it going that was going to growing. So it was like, okay, let's just keep going. If okay. fertilizer was the factor, then maybe cutting back on the fertilizer, then that may have helped too as well. And if if the soil was amended and was heavy in very organic and very rich soil that year, that is high in nitrogen. That is that's actually a um, increased nitrogen, which is increased in fertilizer. So, new soil that is rich in manures and brand new, then I always kind of say, okay, if I'm putting new soil in, I could cut back on my added fertilizer a little bit because there's already that heavy organic feed that's happening. Oh, maybe, yeah, because I had new soil, I had some organic, and I was using organic fertilizer, so. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I will try again next year and see, uh, I won't eat, I won't feed it so well. 
Well, if you, uh, yeah, try cutting back because, again, it's some four-way mixes and uh, three-way mixes, there's already that nutrient of manures in there, right? Right. So that's already giving you a lot of nitrogen push that's on it. Okay. Okay? Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving, too. So there are so many things like, yes, morning glories are, some people are saying that their morning glories are still in bloom. It's still that aspect of it's still going. And what I like about it is it is Thanksgiving weekend. I know that uh, I am going to be the one to put my hand up first to say, I kind of forgot about my front planters a little bit ago because, yeah, we're here. We're in our second season uh, at the center doing all the different things from, like I said, uh, Thanksgiving, Halloween, uh, pumpkins are in. And yeah, we're already starting to set up the holiday aspect that's here. So if you're in visiting, but this, I look at my planters and I give them the opportunity that, hey, they have grasses that have gone brown on them. That blends perfectly with the landscape grasses that are in the lawn. So why not make at least a a show if you're entertaining this weekend go to your garden center or go and grab some pumpkins and even if you have that foliage that's in your planter pots that are looking a little yeah not so crisp maybe pull out the petunia that's gone pop in a pumpkin grab some branching and even a little pop of mum for a splash of color it's amazing when you drive by and you see the pumpkins line up on the staircase how beautiful is that? It makes you say we're celebrating the bounty and we're celebrating the harvest. And it's such a welcoming little sight for everyone that drives by. And especially if you are having some family and friends over. And talk about pumpkins. Oh my gosh. Pumpkins are out there. Round ones, square ones, squat. The Cinderella ones. I love the Cinderella's that look like they're like the little pumpkin carriage that's going. It's flattened on top. Now here's the question. Do you do pumpkins? Because there, there is a kind of a tra- uh, trend that's out there that's looking for colored pumpkins. I think I've fallen in love. The kids, the grandkids, they love the orange pumpkins. The little baby ones right to the big ones. But if you have a tweaking designer style that you want to put something a little bit flair that's into it, there are striated green ones. There's blue ones that almost look blue-gray. There are some fun and funk happening with some pumpkins. So let's go right back to line. There's uh, Carol is on the line again. It's a Carol morning. Good morning, Carol. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, I'm calling from Winnipeg. What I have actually, while I was waiting, I thought of a few more questions. But my first one is, angels' trumpets, true or false, are they poisonous? Yes, they are poisonous. Okay. That is true. All of the plant? Uh, I would not... Yes, I would not touch. The seed is very toxic. Uh, The capacity that is in the plant, too, I would say it is not to be ingested. Uh, The seed is highly toxic that's on it. So you want to be cautious with uh, pets. And it depends on your pet. Like some pets uh, have a tendency to nibble. Others do Mm -hmm. not. You know, so uh, you just want to be very... And even when we handle the seed, it's something that even... Oh. Um, you know, like even castor beans. Castor yes, beans I are see. also a toxic plant. So when if you are liking that dramatic big leaf effect mm-hmm. in your yard, mm-hmm. I always recommend. Um, and even when you're touching seeds that are in packages, always uh, wash your hands afterwards. Okay. 
Interesting. Very good. Good to know. Um, also, uh, uh, on our driveway, we had a spruce tree, and its roots have taken the whole, shifted the whole thing and caused problems. So what tree could you plant uh, by a driveway and wouldn't have to worry so much about their root system? Uh, like uh, planting, how far are you planting away from the driveway? It's not very far away, Carla, at all. I could move it further away. It's, that's not the problem. Like it could okay. go three or four feet away, but but uh, I just wondered, like it's close to the driveway, so I just okay. wondered. Okay. Uh, a lot of the plantings that we do, and we do some plantings for commercial contractors and that, that are close to roadways and also close mm-hmm. to driveways, uh, you can use lindens. Uh, oh. Japanese tree lilacs are beautiful and that's on there. So those are probably my two go-to ones that are uh, trees and shrubs that seem to be uh, less diseases and bug problems and that kind of stuff that go yes. along with them. Okay. okay. Now the linden you mentioned, is there a particular one of the linden? I think there's a linden family variety, right? There is a whole collection of lindens that you can go. And you know what? I'm just... Uh, at a loss right now you just caught me with it um with the lindens that are in there they're you know like if you're like um oh geez let me see here if i'm looking i'm trying sorry, to bring my yeah. that's okay it just, just crossed my mind <laughs> yeah um if you're looking for it like if like some of them get very big like there's the old-fashioned american mm-hmm. lindens that are in there so if you don't want to go that big there's a series and there's even um like once i the one that i sort of fall in love with i can't remember. oh golden cascade so there's oh, a golden cascade that's in there, or even harvest gold. Like, okay, okay. Golden now, cascade, harvest gold. And one other quick question. I bought a potted dahlia, three of them. Can yep. I take, I have dahlias that I take the bulbs and bring them in for the winter. Can I do the same with this potted dahlia? Yes, yes. Oh, if you wonderful. take it out, if you take it out, and uh, this is the point, too, where some people will leave the bulbs in the soil if the pot is small enough to <laughs> bring it into the house. Otherwise, let the soil, let the plant die back, let the energy go back into the bulb, and then you can lift and dry this, take the soil off, yep. and then just store the bulbs. Yes, oh, that would wonderful. be a yes and a yes. Yeah, they're doing the best they've ever done. They're absolutely loaded with yellow flowers. It's gorgeous. Oh, see, and normally, these should all be shutting down already. Exactly. And I know. It's just, you know what? Well, my we, glads are finally blooming. Oh, wow. See, and sometimes people don't get the glads because they've already had that frost factor. So I love that we're having this extended weather, you know. Me too. Well, my flowers have done the best they've done is right now, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what? I honestly believe it's because we get that cooler temperature at Mm -hmm. night. It gives, like, their rest, they're like, okay, we're done with this heat. (laughs) (laughs) We're done with heat. We love this coolness. Let's give a last hurrah, right? Yeah. 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 Well, happy Thanksgiving to you. Lord bless you. Okay. okay. Thank Thank you for calling. Thank you for your help. Oh, you're very welcome. Bye bye, Carol. Bye bye. Bye bye. It it is so true. Like, there is so much, and it gives, see, don't you feel like you are re energized yourself just by looking at the glorious stuff that's around you? It gives you that energy and says, wow, if it can keep going, I'm going to keep going, and it brings a smile to our faces. Let's go right to line. Tina's next. Hi, Tina. Hi. Hi. I have two questions. One is, I have some kind of aphids or bugs. I cannot see them, but they're on my thorough 
plant. The leaves curl up, and I don't know what to do about that. Could you recommend something? Yes, I can. If you find that it is on the soil, but you can't see things, A, the first thing I want you to do is take your plant to the sink, uh, cover the soil up if you can, or if it's... Listen, uh, listen. I bought it from my... Uh, down the block, they had a grass sale. They had yep. a big pot of soil. I bought that and brought this if it's into my garden. So I don't think it's in the soil. Okay, yes. so you think it's on the top? Yes. Okay, so, and are you bringing it indoors or are you leaving well, it outside? No, I've had, this is the second year now that it's in my garden. Okay. And it is in the soil now already. Okay, so if it's in the soil that's in there, uh, I not knowing what it is, if it's a crawly type of thing, I would probably not apply it now, but in the spring, put some diatomaceous earth around on the soil that's on it. Because any type of plant that or any type of bug right now that overwinters is going to either go into the ground to overwinter or it's going to go from the ground up into the canopy of the tree uh, or the shrub to overwinter. So that's why we endorse sort of tree banding on certain plants. Okay. The other thing that you can do, uh, diatomaceous earth, yeah. D, um, D, okay, <laughs> D-I-A. What's the first letter? D, as in Donald, D-I-A-T-O-M-A-C-I-O-U-S, I think. I may have spelled it wrong. Sorry about my Latin on that, guys, but it... Or the uh, if you just say diatomaceous earth, any garden center will know what they're talking about. Okay. 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 So try that. And then also, too, uh, you can do a little spray. First thing, too, if you think that they're overwintering on your trees and your shrubs. You know, uh, I use, those bugs I cannot see. Okay. They just uh, close the leaves. Yeah. Okay. They're probably inside the leaves. So right now, after your leaves have dropped, everyone, uh you're going to use uh, dormant oil, lion sulfur spray, spray it down after the leaves have fallen, and that will help to remedy any overwintering bugs. Okay. But I hope that helps for you, okay? Okay, just okay. dormant. Okay. I have to let you go. They're telling me we got to go, we got to go. Call me back next week. We'll talk about it some more, okay? Okay. Bye-bye, Tina. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for every sun and moon. Thank you for the love and laughter. Thank you for the family, friends, and for you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.